Super Bowl just got over. It is late on the 7th, Sunday night, uh, the 7th of February, and it's the Williams and Bloom podcast. We're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to have some serious talk. We're going to talk a little bit of Super Bowl because it just got over with. But before we do that, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, the Mechdyne Corporation. Tell you about them each and every week here on the Williams and Bloom podcast. And I'm going to keep pounding it in your head. Are you in a position in life where you're unhappy with your employment situation? I'd like to encourage you to go to mechdyne.com. Go to the careers tab and find out what options might be there for you. Perhaps you're an Iowa State student. We have a lot of you who listen into the podcast. You interested in IT? This is a great company to get a start at. Perhaps an internship or one of those paying jobs, an IT job. They've got them all. Go to MacDyne.com. I know the owners, phenomenal people. Iowa State guys who created this company years ago, and now it's gone worldwide. They're great supporters of what we do here at Psych One Fanatic, and we appreciate them so very much. With that, guess what, Bloom? What? We've got a new theme song. Oh, buddy. This is one of my best friends from college. He's got a phenomenal band, and we're going to start rocking him here on the Williams and Bloom podcast. Let's let English take us into tonight's pod. Bring in the horns. That's pretty good stuff right there, boy. English, yeah. That's pretty good stuff right there, my man. Based right here in Des Moines, right? He is. uh, He... uh, like I said, one of my best friends from college, and you ran around with him too. And really good guy, uh, just an incredibly talented he musician. Performed at my wedding. Remember yeah, that? you did. were like thirty six oh bush lights deep. Oh my god! I think I've told that story on here before, but when I went to the, I had my physical the Monday <laughs> after your wedding, and the nurse called. And she's like, uh, "We got a problem here." <laughs> She goes, did you eat something weird on Sunday? And I'm like, no. Why? She goes, your numbers are just out of control. Can we retake? I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be the 30 beers I drank on Saturday night. no joke. Uh, Good times. I don't remember English performing, but I'll take your word for it. He was good. <laughs> he surprised. was good. It was not hard rock, but it was it was. It, he's he's got he's a multi talented individual. His name is Chris English. Uh, his band's name now is English, all in capital letters. And once this pandemic's over, we'll tell you that this is one of the fun parts. Like I love having uh, Louis Kishkunish came on the yep. CW Pod a couple weeks ago. Um, a friend, another friend of ours, is going to come on. He's a hedge fund guy. Yep, he's going to come talk about the. I love bringing old friends into what we're kind of doing here and bringing English on to do this is going to be really cool. So we can tell you guys about where his band's going to be. Hopefully this summer, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of at that point, but it'll be, well, this will be a lot of fun. No question. And he's, um, I I kind of want to hear the end of that. It's like a full song. It's a really good song. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. They've got a new LP coming out here pretty soon. So hopefully we can help them um, sell a few albums as well. Uh, a lot to get to tonight. Uh, Bloom and I just want to have a heart-to-heart with you guys at some point. Should we do that first, or should we talk Super Bowl first? No, I, I think... S- Super Bowl? Just general thoughts on the Super Bowl, but yeah, I think it, more, people, it people don't listen to us. It was a little for, boring. For Super Bowl. It was boring. I, I was very underwhelmed. I, I had super high expectations for this game, and I mean... If anything, it goes to show how important your offensive line is, right? I mean, it was that—that's example number one A. Yeah. You just Mahomes, who is the best quarterback on the planet, maybe in my opinion, that's ever played the position when he's right and when he's got—I I don't think weapons, crazy. weapons around it. Uh, but you're completely neutered when you don't have an offensive line and when you're running for your life it's like there's nothing you can do and he didn't get a whole whole lot of help from his receivers either i just felt i kind of felt bad for mahomes i i, like, totally I felt did. good for brady but i felt yeah. even worse for mahomes if that was no if that I, makes sense I, I feel you i i didn't have a huge rooting other than i bet on the chiefs um i'm not a chiefs fan i am a mahomes fan same um but I, I've always been one who likes Brady. I've kind of been the odd man out of a lot of Super Bowl I like parties Tom too. over yeah. the years yep. that I've rooted for them. So that that was cool. Uh, I know he didn't what, have to do anything great, though. That's the thing. He's like, he'll he get, barely he'll broke get a sweat. He didn't have to do much. Yeah. Which is a credit to him. I mean, we went to a game once. It was maybe uh, the most impressive thing I've seen in person. It was the Vikings-Patriots uh, Monday night game in 2006. And... The Patriots were more of a running team at the time. And then they come out five wide and just Tom, that, just with his mind, he's just like, okay. Was that I'm not the first? Was that the first time we've ever seen that? Like when they with rolled that out? For, I think for the Patriots, yeah. So this was pre Randy Moss. It was the year before uh, Randy was even there. And it was uh, just a clinic. But my point is Brady knew today that he could just win the game with being boring and they've just out executed. Yeah. So, I mean, his, his IQ level is off the charts. Well, I give Brady so much credit who, uh, in the sense that like just changing the culture, if you listen to my interview with Campbell this week, which I'm sure we'll touch on today, um, part of the end of it is what we talked about with yeah. Brady and the, and I mean, that's, my biggest takeaway from him on the season is not like, oh, he put up these crazy stats. I mean, he, he had good stats. He played good quarterback. But, like, you knew the second he stepped in there just how it changed everything for everybody. He, he had has a little bit of that Michael Jordan in that yeah. documentary of, I'm oh, yeah. not going to let us lose. Like, yeah. you will you will come along with me or I will make you. And That's a good way to put that, it. That, uh, but that's a super talented roster, too. I, I think – the most impressive player to me on the whole Buccaneers team is the linebacker, Devin White. I mean, that guy completely, he, he takes them from, I mean, obviously the defensive line is good, Yeah. Uh, but but their linebackers, David and White, I think changed it because they could they could hang out, you know, with uh, Hill enough and Kelsey and didn't let the, the Chiefs beat him over the top. It'll be funny to watch, too, like the overreaction to this about oh, the Chiefs. Oh, I'm sure. People will be like, start questioning them yeah. and like, no, I mean, they, they were beat up up front. Uh, you do wonder the Andy Reid distraction, how that sure. played into it. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully the young kid who's in 
right critical condition. Totally. I mean, it's a really sad and ugly deal there, but. I, I, I don't know. The Chiefs will be just fine. Something tells me this isn't <laughs> the last no, we've seen I, of number you just, 15. You wanted to see him completely healthy with everything yeah. running. I mean, you, I was I was hoping for, you know, 35-31 back and yeah. forth, and it just didn't materialize. I thought it would be a great game, and it, and it really wasn't. It, it was kind of a kind of a stinker. Iowa State did get the reference at the end though, from Jim Nance about the sixty-six to six or sixty-six I, to ten beat. Down. I like Romo and Nance, but at the, at, in the second half, and, I, and again, I've been in that spot. You're just trying to kill time. It's kind of turned into chuckle hut between those two. Which to, I guess I'm going to be brutally honest. My wife worked all weekend, and I I was one on two. Oh man. with with the t- with Cheers the one year old you. and the five year old, and man, Cammy had. Um, her first sleepover, the five-year-old at her first sleepover at her cousin's house, just a couple okay. blocks away. Okay. And she was so excited. She's been counting down days. For Tonight or last night? Last night. Okay. On a Sunday, on a school night? I don't know. Come Maybe on. people are big Super Bowl fans. Um, And she, she was just like bouncing off the walls, just ready to go. So she goes yesterday evening and comes back and like, and I, and I learned something as a parent that, you know, when they don't sleep... Because she stayed up, I think they were up till damn near midnight, and then they got up early too. Those kids, you know, boy, when they get overtired, just then it's just on disasters. It's just on. So I, I'm in a, in a weird sense, I'm relieved it wasn't a great game because I didn't really miss anything. I have it on DVR, and I wasn't really wanting to go back and watch it. I, there's nothing really to look at. Yeah, it's it's the offensive line for Kansas City just got beat up, and that was the story. All right, uh, real quick before we get into our heart-to-heart with the Cyclone Nation, I want to thank our friends at Legacy Fitness Ankeny. Check out their website, LegacyFitnessAnkeny.com. I see all these, um, you know, everybody likes to post pictures where they're working out. It's it's a thing. And it's all these people, and then there's like these packed gyms in the background, and it's, what are you doing? Like the, the these twenty four hour places, just I'm sorry, they're just they're not for me. Maybe they are for you and you enjoy it, but I want to tell you about LegacyFitnessAnkeny.com. It's a brand new, state of the art, locally owned gym over there at Prairie Trail in Ankeny. I personally know the owners, the managers. These are really good people, and they are super passionate about what they're doing. Go to LegacyFitnessAnkeny.com and check out all the amenities, personal training, group fitness, and um, yeah, just learn more about it. Uh, check it out. Be be your best you in 2021. Uh, Bloom, last week's podcast, I don't want to get into it too much, but we did hear, I, I got a little bit of backlash due to some of the content. And and again, I, I don't want to get too much into that. But Feed, I, Feedback. Feedback is fine. Correct. <laughs> um, but I, I thought, you know, one thing I've learned over the years is just to be uh, that we're not always right. I'm not. If I overspeak for you, you jump in. I sure. apologize. Yep. We're not always right. Um, we always. I, I. I think that the best thing to do is admit when you're wrong, um, but be very transparent about who you are and what you stand for, and also you know what the situation is. Just be transparent about it, and then you don't have to be looking over your shoulder. You know, wondering if you did something wrong. Sure. Whatever. Just with anything in life. Um, specifically in this instance. So when I started working at Cyclone Fanatic and doing this, 2009 is when I came up. Um, I 
I was like, I was really insecure about the sense of like what I was as far as a media member goes. I was like, oh, I have to be down the middle, objective, 24 hours a day. You know, I have because you're battling I was, tra- traditional newspapers and you wanted to be and they respected didn't, as such. Correct. Yeah. And they didn't want me there. Yep. It was very uncomfortable. I mean, it was difficult at first even to get press credentials, um, all that stuff. So I, I don't know when it was. Um, there was a point in my career where I became more comfortable in my skin. I think it was around um, – I don't know what year it was, but it was oh, it was right before Cameron was born. It was right before the KXNO um, situation hap- uh, developed, where I had a when job. You start, on, when you started there. Uh, yes. Not not when you got fired and brought back. <laughs> yeah. There's been a couple of situations. Thanks, thanks, for the, yeah. thanks for the clarity on that. Yeah. Um, I, I had a job offer, and I would have been leaving, like, Cyclone Media uh, for forever. Uh, this was a really enticing one. I almost took it, and I didn't. And I ended. I, I end up because I. I was like, I like being a cyclone guy. Um, this is like I know if I went and took this other opportunity, that I would constantly be checking the message boards, constantly be wanting to write about the cyclones. Like this is what I. It's really all I know. It's what I want to do, and I love Iowa State. Yep. And it was at that point. Where I was like, I'm just going to own it. This is who I am. This is who I want to be. Tough. Um, it, it's kind of like a kid, though. Uh, my kid, I mentioned she was bouncing off the walls today. And there was a point where she she was acting so crazy, she hurt her little sister. She bumped into her and knocked her down. I had to discipline her, yep, right? Been there. It's not all like sunshine and rainbows, all the time. Definitely. And I think that that's why we need to have this conversation today with our audience as to, you know, what we are and, and who we want to be. Because um, I'll tell you this, like, I am pro Iowa State. I always want Iowa State to win. I love the people there. Like, every, like when, when the pandemic was hitting, like, the first thing going through my mind was like, which one of our well, – go back and listen to our pods. We're talking about, man, we hope our friends don't lose their jobs, right? Yep. Um, but, but with that, like, I, I, I don't think, and I'd love your feedback from the audience here. I don't think you guys would listen to us if we were just reading you press releases. And that's not how Cyclone Fanatic was built. This goes back beyond that to when you and I started doing this type of work together in 2004 at the old scout.com. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, that's just not what we're going to do. And, you know, um, Sometimes it, it it's we don't want to come on here and be negative. It's not fun. Like it 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 actually makes for really uncomfortable situations for us. But I also know that there's tens of thousands of you who listen to us and you know come onto the website and read and you trust us to tell you what we really think. And sometimes that sucks, and we don't want to do it. Last week sucked. We don't want Steve Prome to get fired. Right. Like I, I don't want that. I want him to retire here. I don't think there's ever been a guy in my career I've worked with who I respect more as a human being than Steve Prome. I, in fact, I know that that I haven't. And Bill Finley's like family to me. 
I I love Steve Prome in that sense, but I I also can't let that just completely blind me of what is happening at the same time. So I, I, I don't know. I'll let you add to it. I wanted to get that off my chest today. And, and I hope that they went out and I hope that Steve keeps his job and I hope that it's a great story. And then next year they're back in the NCAA tournament and everybody's happy. That's what I want to happen. This is a really difficult job. This, what, what you do um, and what I do to a lesser extent. I mean, you. I mean, you run the world's greatest Iowa State fan site. It gets really difficult when you've got relationships at the highest levels at Iowa State, and that's why you're good at what you do. And you've built this credibility now for 16 years. Where you know what you say has brings some gravity to it. And what makes this job really difficult is when times like these, when there are very difficult conversations that need to be had. And these same conversations are happening behind closed doors in the administration. They're not out in public. And they really shouldn't be out in public. Yeah, and they're not talking to us. They're like not, I, no. we're, we're giving our opinions the, here. Exactly. But if we didn't address it, if we didn't address the big storyline in Iowa State Athletics, then why? What, what's the point of what you do then? Correct, and and so I think this is this is really difficult, um, you know. And, and quite honestly, I'm employed by the Cyclone Radio Network. I've, I work on the football broadcast. So do you. Yeah. I'm employed by Iowa State University. Outside of my family and my best friends, there's nothing I care about more than Iowa State. Literally, like there are, but there are a couple loves in I'm, my life. I'm the same way. It's, like, it, yeah, it's it's my my wife, my kids, my family, and Iowa State. I don't want and to even have what these conversations. We, even what we do as like friends is generally revolves around Iowa State. And our friends, we have great friends that work at Iowa State. Yes. Um, and so this these aren't this isn't enjoyable, but if we don't give our thoughts on and what is happening, I don't think you guys as listeners would respect what we do. Um, and at the end of the day, you are only what your integrity is. And, and, and I don't want to make it seem like we're, we're solving the world's problems here by addressing Iowa State Athletics. However, if we're just pulling the wool over everyone's eyes of what's happening, then what's the point? Um, and maybe maybe that's what, you know, that's, I, the tough, that's the tough I've, spot we're in, I guess, at the end of the day. I've been through a handful of these um, types this, of situations, right. and it it's always pretty clunky. You know, it... It this one's especially hard uh, because I genu- genuinely think the world of Steve Prom, and I mean it. Like Tuesday night and Saturday, Brent. Like I don't remember the last time I've rooted for Iowa State basketball as hard as I have been because I want those guys to. I want them to turn it around. I want absolutely. There's nothing I would like more than for them to like win you know, five games in the second half and be like, okay, really a lot of momentum here. This makes a ton of sense. Let's go. You know, let's recruit like crazy this offseason. And let's go. I would love that. If you think about it, and this is why it's it's been such a challenging year, is normally at Iowa State, you know, it's it's we're worried about someone having too much success and and wanting to leave. Or in this situation, you have a head coach who 
loves being at Iowa State and never would leave Iowa State and wants to do everything he can and works harder than anybody, any other coach I've been around to try and succeed, and the success just hasn't been there. Um, and it just makes for a very... And we, we said it. I, I hope the feedback people understand that what we said three weeks ago, too, or two weeks ago, like, there's I'd never been around a coach who's had worse luck. Yeah. Than Steve Pro. And this, like this, the guy's had, if he's had any luck at all, it's been bad. And I feel terrible for him it's, but in it, that sense. It, at the end of the day, you know, we're here to analyze what we see. We want to be honest with you guys. And if we're not that, then, then, you know, then there's, there's the, no point in continuing this. Correct. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um, it wasn't. It hasn't been a hostile week or anything like that. But No, but when you, here's the thing. It, it's you, enough where it's bothered me. And I was like, okay, if these people are thinking something, then others might. So, yeah. you know me, man. Like, if I have a problem, I can't you want just... It. You like to address it and I can't just open. sit on it. I, I just can't. I have to... And I I just want our... Like, our audience has to trust us, and I wanted to get that out Well, it's, it's a difficult position, but I like to think... Um, that you and I have developed enough of a hopefully hopefully a positive reputation over 15 plus years of covering Iowa State that um, you know we're going to be honest, but we're also going to be fair. Like I, I don't think we've ever had this where we've been unfair or you know really been just over the top of critical just to be critical to get clicks. I mean, I almost think we. We sometimes, if there's a criticism, it would go the other way. Um, so, I mean, how many? Uh, yeah, I, but the, I, but the point is, we're going to do that here are, in the next twenty minutes, talking about effort and yeah, they're they're zero and eight, and we're going to talk about how they're making progress. But then there right? are there are jobs on the line though, and when you I start talking it. about jobs on the line, that's when people get you know it it, it it's a cert, it's not an ideal situation for anybody, us included. No, and in my response to that would be if. You know, if we're not doing our job and if we're not being honest, then our jobs are on the line and the people below us in scenarios, too. So it's 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 crusty. It's clunky. I hate it. It's not any fun. I've lost a lot of sleep this week. Yep. And um, I think I said I think we said our piece and go Cyclones. We want the Cyclones to win. There's nobody, no like, question. I won't say there's nobody, but there's not many people who want Iowa State to win more than we do. Man, and I, I'm with you, and I, obviously, I, I hope it's with the current group, because that would mean things are I want are Steve Prom to retire around, here. But it's just, we just, we gotta be honest as well. Uh, with that, I got to be honest with you. Uh, you look like you're about a week away from needing to go to the Franklin Barbershop. <laughs> I've got my four-week cycle. You're pretty close. I know. <laughs> I'm very aware of your cycle. Um, Franklin oh, Barbershop. That sounded great. Dot com, 2701 Beaver Avenue in Des Moines. I actually enjoyed my time with Ryan so much. I think I might bump it up to a three-week cycle. You just feel a little better about yourself, you know? When you get the fresh... Fresh, my deal with this beard too. Like it's important to keep it looking respectable because if not, you can go out there and you can look like uh, the country singer Luke, Luke Combs pretty pretty easily. You know, do you understand that reference? No. Uh, no. FranklinBarbershop.com, and you can go on there and you can click on services. I, I do know Eric Church. He he had a <laughs> hell of a performance. Tonight. He had a, it was it was an over. He went over. He hit the over. He hit the over. 
I thought that they wiped it out. I was Todd Kirk. I don't know. Maybe they did. Todd I, Kirk told me that they wiped it out okay. because somebody was at the rec- somebody recorded the uh, like dress rehearsal, oh, and it became. That's I I had a really hard time finding the great novelty props this year because I know you can't do them legally, but I have a few other options. And I, even my friends in the Bahamas, like I couldn't, I couldn't do there. heads and tails. Even what? I always bet tails. I would have lost, but I always bet tails. <laughs> it's tradition. I I I enjoyed uh, Mr. Church. Maybe the second biggest moment of his life, right behind college game day in Ames. <laughs> Perhaps people forget. <laughs> Remember the controversy? That was kind of stupid, but like I mean, I was excited because I love Church. But like, who else would you have done? I I mean, the only one I thought the whole time would have been Seneca, because yeah. you could just show a replay of the run. And, and he like, was he was part of the program, right? Yeah, like to me, like. Whatever they just paid the flyer, that. just just yeah. let Seneca do it. It was funny. I, I remember that day like, seeing the private plane go into Ames, and like 20 minutes after the pick segment, it leaves. I mean, Church is probably but, there for 45 oh, yeah. stops. I was right there when he got off of the limo. He looked like he didn't. He didn't have a give long a, night. He didn't yeah. give two craps about being in Ames. Um, FranklinBarbershop.com support them because they support us. Uh, great small business. We appreciate everything that they do for us. Um, basketball is making progress. There's that is not in question. They are immensely more competitive than they were. Well, they got their they got well the, the guys back. Correct, but even before that, yeah. like that. That's my deal. Like. I've had people be like, oh, well, we got all of our guys now. Yeah, but you did against Kansas State earlier in the year, too. Like, what I'm saying is they are a more competitive. Like, they had all their guys when they played Texas Tech and lost by 30. They're playing good teams and playing solid competitive basketball. This looks like a team right now that can win some games in the Big 12, and I believe that they will. I agree. And that was, um, you know, just impressed with the effort level again. It's. It'd be really easy after what this team has gone through with what two and a half, three weeks left to say, okay, you know, writing's on the wall. You know, we'll, we'll this isn't hasn't been our year. Can check out. I thought especially that get down fifteen on Tuesday night. It's a very good West Virginia team, but for them to fight back and to do it with Jade Walker really leading the way. I mean, that's one of those signs of optimism that that we weren't really seeing throughout a lot, lot large part of the stretch of, okay, I can kind of see it coming together now with Walker there in the starting lineup. And no I, doubt. He, he had his moments again yesterday. But he's got a lot of freshmen in him, but he hasn't played much. He, right. That I mean, was their 13th game. Exactly. And it's just like there are so many reasons why this is happening. And you could say, well, everybody else is going through it too. Yes and no. Like, just do the contrast here between Iowa State and Baylor. And it's like it's the almost the exact same Baylor roster as it was a year ago. They had all that time, that continuity together. This team has had very little at all. And it's not a mystery that now you're in game 14 that you start to build some of that continuity. I thought you had a great tweet. It's like, this would be the first conference game of the year, yeah. game number 14, normally. Yeah. And how different would the whole scenario be? I, completely. Like, you don't, you didn't have an offseason. You didn't really have practice because they had, like, three or four guys hurt. And then you get into the regular season, and everything is kind of wonky because you play some teams like South Dakota State and Iowa who had played together forever. Yeah. South Dakota State's, I mean, they, similar, it's like the whole, same, whole team the whole back. Team. Yeah. 
But now, and then you go through that stretch you don't have anybody. Now you get your guys back. You're you're finally starting to figure out, okay, I need this guy here, this guy there, and you, you figure out your, your, your places, and you start playing better. It also helps, by the way. You make 16 threes in a game, you're going to be competitive. So you're more of a basketball guy than I am. Is it's great. They're forty eight percent their last two games from three. Outstanding. Good, and I I went back and watched. Yes, they're taking. They're getting better shots. The the, the offense has been a lot more. Great. So it doesn't smooth. seem like a hundred percent fluky to me. My question to you: Is it a bad sign that you hit sixteen threes and still lost by seven? Still not great. I mean, that's again. I ran the numbers today. Iowa State in the last ten years. And it has lost one other time making 16 threes. And that was the Niang charge game oh, against no. Kansas oh and Hilton. God. Yeah, well, they didn't really lose that game. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, when, that was as angry of Hilton Coliseum as oh. I've ever seen. Man, they, people throwing stuff. It was, dude, it was, to, it was a toxic atmosphere. But point is, normally you make 16 threes and you have a really good chance of winning the game. I thought Iowa State's offense was really good. Everybody was making making the extra pass, getting guys open looks, which is what you want to want to see. Iowa State's limitation is still on the other end of preventing the easy ones and then, you know, finishing possessions with a rebound. And, you know, the three-point shooting can only make so much of that up. And I think the last two games have, have proven Iowa State's got some guys that can make shots. It's just they don't have enough to defend and then clear a rebound. And they're like, again... Go back to our podcast in December. They're like one big guy short, you know, or or one other playmaking guy that, it does that can create. Sucked it. Foster's out. I'd love to see him out there at full strength. Yeah, right now. he'd be further along now, and and would certainly help the cause. I mean, Solomon just gets so worn down because he's having to to do everything yeah. at that position. Like you don't blame the guy. He can only play so hard for so long when he's trying to defend that, multiple bigs. That was the best game Bolton's ever played. I thought yesterday he was he was really you know, good. His numbers are just awesome. They yeah. really are, and he, he's and turning it over less too. Bolton, and he is, and Bolton gets for some reason just the the Iowa State fans just have not appreciated him as much as I think they should. He's been put he in hasn't tough won spots. games, you know. Yeah, he just hasn't won. That's all it is. Sim- simply put, but I think Walker takes a little bit more pressure off him, and you see now Tyler Harris start to do what he can, and that's just be a consistent jump shooter. And Coleman Land is giving you something. If you can get Javen Johnson, you know, back fully healthy and into the offense, you're, I think you're going to win a couple of games. So that I said, do, I, I do mean, too. I don't know, I don't know what that means for the future though either. Like you, yeah. you can win a few here, and I think it gives you some more excitement for what the roster could look like. But at the end of the day, you're still, and I think this is the tough part: the, is is you're in this this conference that is ridiculously loaded. Look at what Kansas's record is. Like yeah. this is a tough tough position for anybody. And because somebody has to win and somebody has to lose every game. And when you've got Baylor, Tech, Texas, Kansas, I mean, keep going down the line. Like, it's it's a West Virginia, it's a tough hill to climb I, right now. So I was going to ask you this. What what are the chances Iowa State can win two or three this week? It's TCU and then Kansas twice. Yeah. Could they steal one from Kansas? I mean, they could. I would. Or is Kansas going to look at Iowa State and just put a ton of emphasis on it because they have to have it? I mean, Kansas, the teams that have really given Iowa State fits are ones that really rebound the ball well, and Kansas does okay there, or has a guy that can really beat you off the dribble. And, and Kansas is lacking that right now. I know that. I I think Iowa State could steal one. They could steal one. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, 
I think there'd be value there. If- but but that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, how can this thing be salvaged? I mean, if you go 2-16 and 16 and your two wins are against TCU, then that that's not going to do anything. But if you could beat, you know, Kansas once, if you could right. knock off Tech, or I, I don't know, I'm just no, thinking I'm, out I'm loud. I, yep. I, or Oklahoma, yeah. you get Oklahoma, Oklahoma at home. at home, or win at Okie State, or do something. Yeah, like that's when the pendulum kind of starts to swing. I, I did notice it on Twitter over the weekend. It seemed like a much more positive Agreed. response. Now, it's hard to, because I, I wonder how many of the super negative people are checked out. And I also think that the expectations have gotten low. So now, just, you know, competing is, is considered yep. a win. That's absolutely fair. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting, though. I do think that Tuesday night, though, there's some expectations on that well, game. I think a lot of people are expecting them to go down to Fort Worth and win. And here's the thing with the makeup of this roster. Because it's a jump-shooting team that can get hot, like we saw on Saturday against Oklahoma, that if you do start to shoot it well, you can be streaky, and you can win a couple games in a row. Because if you're a three-point shooting team, you can you can live by the three. Like, you really can in college mm-hmm. basketball. Like, you if you start making 12 to 16 a game, which this team absolutely can... Results like Saturday, you know, you're hitting 14, 15, 16. Normally, that's going to be enough to win a game. And so I, I wouldn't put it, especially against a, a TCU team that doesn't shoot it very well at all. These are big games now. Like, certainly it's not for to make the NCAA tournament. But if you can get some sort of positive momentum, you know, who knows what could happen down the road. Uh, that Well put. Okay, so the schedule this week, TCU... And then a, it's a weird week. Thursday night, Kansas, and then Saturday, Kansas, because of all the makeup. So that's three games in 15 days. What one's in Hilton with Kansas? Um, they're not They're not doing the back-to-back at one location, which is – it is what it is. I believe the one in Hilton is Saturday, but I'm going to pull that up real quick. It's a busy week. I believe that that's the case. Let me Let me just double-check here. Yeah, so I actually think the team is flying from Fort Worth to Lawrence. They're going to Lawrence and then just staying the night, and then they'll. I I don't know if they're busing from Lawrence back or what. Gotcha. But it's it's going to be a grind of a week for those guys. That's for sure. And then they they have to do the same thing next week because you get at Oklahoma State. At least you get to come home though, and then a Thursday against Texas, and then a Saturday against Oklahoma. And just a total bitch of a schedule. I mean, this is this is brutal. Texas is another one of those teams that's beatable. They could beat hot. Texas. Right. Yeah, they could totally beat Texas on, on February 18th. They could beat Oklahoma State. You know, these are TCU and, and Oklahoma. So, yeah. the, and you got to go to Baylor but at I, some point. I, I do give them credit, though, because Tuesday night's game was kind of like, all right, that was, that was a step forward. And I think a lot of fans, and myself included, were like, okay, but can they do it two games in a row? And and they certainly did. Now, um, you know, can you can you go down to TCU and hit eight threes and win? Like, you yeah, know, that- can you find another way to win? And I think this has been the problem for this team is they have not been able to win a game when it's been close late yeah. and you have to grind something out on the defensive end or you have to throw it in the post and get some, some baskets. It, it, the free throw disparity is alarming. And it, basically, I always the free throw lines are the, the, the drought buster, mm-hmm. the slump buster. Like the best way 
to get out of a bad time is to go to the free throw line. And this Iowa State team is in like the bottom 5% in free throws. They just don't get there. And so when you're reliant on the jump shot, it can get really ugly like it did against Mississippi State, or you can be really competitive when you start making them against West Virginia and Oklahoma. And the toughness and the fight was there in those two games, but you look a lot better when the, when the ball's going in the basket. Uh, well said. Uh, the women, you called the game on um, Saturday. Well yeah, done. That was um, the, the freshman that tore, the tore Emil- down that freshman wall. I'll, I'll say the Emily Ryan game. She needed she's, that. Like she's, She did. We knew she was really good. Uh, she's just been struggling with her shot lately. Yep. I was really excited to see her break out that way. She has this look of... Oh. I'm going to destroy you, and I don't. Care. She looks like a wrestler going out there. It's you know, it like when she really goes out cool. to the center yeah. of the mat, like that. That that was the. I love watching her play. The, the neat thing about that game is her and then Donarski and Fearbach as well. Um, you know, they were definitely talked to during that week of you know, don't let this season get the best of you. You guys are good enough, and that Bill Fenley told us before the game. He said, "We're not going to put these freshmen in a in a position where they're going to fail." Like they've done all these things before, they can do it again. They, the belief is there, and and they were awesome on Saturday, and and really cruised to a, a pretty comfortable win. And they've now gotten through the tough part of the schedule, correct? Where they've beaten or they've they've beaten Baylor once, but they've played Baylor twice, they played Texas twice, and so the the on the women's basketball side, you've got a top half and a bottom half, and the majority of Iowa State's games going forward are against the bottom half. So I think they'll they'll reclimb the standings. It'll be tough to catch Baylor because it's Baylor, but I, I still yeah. think a second or third is very possible. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, this is an interesting week. Road trip to Oklahoma on Tuesday is a little bit tricky. They that that Oklahoma team. I've had I've had the opportunity to call most of the games against Oklahoma. You, I feel like the last lately. couple of years. Yeah, I haven't seen them at all. They got that 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 gal can shoot uh, Robertson. Robertson. Yeah, she's, like she. They're, this Oklahoma team doesn't have a great record, but they're really young and fun. And they they give for whatever reason the last couple of years they've given Iowa State problems, pain. but nobody like <laughs> they're a pain. Oklahoma State just beat them by thirty last night. Yeah, but then Robertson Robertson yeah, what run into she'll come out and hit nine threes in the first half or something. Yeah, so that's Tuesday, Tuesday night. I do. Sorry, I was sipping on the old Cody Road here. Uh, um, so we got we got dueling games on Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday night's gonna be wild. Um, we, I'm going to have to set the halftime deal. We're going to have to do some creative stuff on the stream Tuesday night. Um, and then TCU, that should be a win on Saturday. In Hilton, right. Uh, yeah, so a doubleheader in Hilton coming up on Saturday. Then the women go to Kansas, to Oklahoma State, which that'll be pretty tough, right? Oklahoma State, I mean. Yeah, so I did that game on TV in Ames, and, and Iowa State played without Kristen Scott and won. Yeah. Now they've been playing lights out. Yeah, that's what uh, I was so thinking. It's a weird style, though. Like Iowa State gives them tremendous problems with their ability to to shoot, and so I would not be shocked if Iowa State wins that game. I'd say that's a coin flip. Okay, and then West Virginia to close out the year. That uh, I would lean Iowa State at home, but yeah, they just beat Texas again. Yeah, that's they're a really, really good. good. They yep. won eight in a row. Yep. I think that West Virginia's won, so yep. they're really uh, Rod Car- Rod. Is that his name? Mike. Mike Carey. Thank you. Rod Carey's the Rod uh, Carey. Who's old Rod Northern Carey? Illinois coach. There you go. Now NC State, I think. 
it's funny how they all come. Yeah, yeah. but Mike, he's, I, was made, I, I like him. He's I, he's kind of their Bill Finley. I made fun of old guys. Like, how do you not know the difference? And then it's like you get to that age, you're like, well, that, you know what? I, I had a friend named Rod Carey. I had an experience like that tonight. The the halftime show comes on, and I'm like. I never heard of this group. Now I had heard their songs. Like I've never been, heard of the weekend. No, <laughs> but I, like they're singing the songs, oh, you know. Goodness. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard this song before. But then Jacqueline, uh, who covers wrestling for us and does our social media, of course, she's tweeting like, oh, I'm the biggest weekend fan ever. And I'm like, oh, I, I. Oh. Not only had I never goodness. heard of them, this is how little I care about like the commercials and the halftime shows and stuff. I had no idea who was doing the halftime show. Like it, it just wasn't on my just radar didn't at all. Get in your picture, yeah. I, I've just changed so much. The pandemic has done this to me. I, I hear a lot of guys being like, "Oh, sports aren't as important to me now because, like, I I didn't have them for a while and I found all this other stuff." I'm the opposite. Like, I care about my sports so much more now. Everything else than is... I did a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't give a crap who's doing the halftime show or I didn't want. I don't. I really don't recall a single commercial from tonight other than that there's going to be a prequel from Yellowstone on the Paramount app. I enjoyed the uh, the Will Ferrell. I didn't see it. General Electric commercial. But I had these I girls. I had those gr- I had those crazy girls, yeah. man. I was finagling them the whole time. It is amazing how when you when you have children oh, how much everything man. else just you just lose sight of it. Huh. Holy man. You got to pick your battles. Uh, okay, so there's our shout-out to the women. Uh, wrestling went 2-0 and today. By the way, uh, our old friend, uh, Lindsay Metters, Fenley, just got passed by Ashley Jones for 12th all-time. Wow, really? Jones Already? Is only, Jones is only a junior. I thought you guys had a good conversation on the broadcast um, as much as you could. It's, those TV broadcasts are pretty choppy. As, you can't sure. do a lot. You're not doing a not radio doing a segment. Show, right. But on the records... The, yeah, it was funny. Molly's like, so what are they going to do? I'm like, I haven't even thought about that. that. That's really interesting. Like even So if Brock Purdy comes, okay, this is a hypothetical. I don't think it'll happen. I'm guessing Brock will want to explore his NFL options after this year. Yeah. However, technically he will only be a junior next season because everybody's eligibility was frozen. Yes. He would put, he would dismantle the record book. There would be no records remaining for an I, Iowa State quarterback. I thought he, about if he that another year. I thought about that all year with Brees. It's like Brees is putting up all these numbers. He didn't even have two like garbage non-conference games to throw in there. Yeah, but and he he will go to the NFL. No, no question. No, I know, but like the single oh, season stuff. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like he was putting up record like numbers that on a normal Iowa State year would be really good. So if you like, let's let's ask Sage Rosenfels or, or Brett Meyer and say, hey man. Like if if Purdy plays, you're you're not even in the same stratosphere at that point because he would have like a, a whole nother year. Yeah, because Purdy would have five years to, do, and you have to take you can't like ignore the worst year in the record book. You can tell that one doesn't count now. But Purdy, I mean, yeah, I, no, I, it's, I don't know. The record book situation will be a uh, conversation. It, is there just going to be a bunch of asterisks? I uh, can you do that? I don't know because it's not. I, the, I think it's so. not the students' fault. No, I don't think it's in a bad way. You could say I they think played you, five years and they only got four. I think you could just put an asterisk cool. and say extra year of eligibility due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. 
You can have a COVID record book and a non-COVID <laughs> I, 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 You don't have to have two record books. I, it, yeah. it is, it, it's weird. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get into football, uh, this is just breaking news tonight. Uh, this, this sucks. Uh, we should have done this in our journalism or whatever segment. Uh, Pedro Gro- D- Pedro Gomez I did see that. died today at the age of 58. Uh, the Pedro Gomez reporting on Barry Bonds was some of the stuff that made me want to get into this industry. Watching him every day follow Bonds on the The Balco, right? Well, and, it, and then the home run thing? But he followed him on the home run That's deal, right. and then he followed That's him right. on the Balco thing. Uh, I've got it somewhere in my little library back here, but my uh, Jeff Perlman's book, on bonds was is one of the best sports books I've ever read. It's not a fun read, but it absolutely is a important one. If you want to understand that and like watching Pedro, Pedro Gomez is a major part of that book and his reporting. He was on TV every day. Yeah. So that's, that's really, really sad. 58 years old. Uh, I don't see, they haven't unexpectedly. Yeah. It just says unexpected. There's not a time of death here. The, and his son, Rio, is now a pitcher in the Red Sox organization. Wow. And so, um, yeah, there's a little breaking news here while we are on uh, recording this. Uh, quick shout out to Gravitate Coworking, gravitatecoworking.com. I talked with our friend Jeff this week. I do think I'm going to be getting a little office space downtown. I think it would help your life. Once this whole deal is over with and I can um, have a little more sanity, not having to be a full-time I'm always going to be a full-time dad but hopefully not this full-time though <laughs> right I, you know you want your kids at school I and daycare for totally crying out understand. loud right totally um no but they so he actually was showing me some of the stuff that they have and it, it's it's really quite incredible uh I think I'm going to opt for the downtown uh once you know spring walk outside go yep. walk get a cup of coffee yep. it, I kind of feel like it's uh, be a nice change of pace for me to get some fresh air, but they've got um, downtown, uh, Midtown, and in Jefferson, and they had they had the breaking news this week where they acquired a co-working spot in Cedar Falls. Oh, did you know that? We tweeted let's, it out. Let's call our buddy Adam Gray. Oh yeah, it'd be a good spot for Adam, Gray. That's where Adam Gray is now, no doubt. Um, so anywho, if you are an Eastern Iowa listener, and we have many of them. Yeah. Specifically in Cedar Falls, and you're looking for a co-working spot, gravitatecoworking.com. You can also go to the Cyclone Fanatic Twitter, at Cyclone Fanatic, and I tweeted it out, like an article about it earlier in the week, if you'd like more information. Um, we'll get to NCAA football, the video game, coming back here momentarily. <laughs> Bloom, the podcast with Campbell. Yeah, fantastic. Was, he was awesome, wasn't he? I. He was great. Candidly. I think that should have got more attention. I mean, you got, uh, I'm sure you got a lot of people that listen to that. He, it really didn't get a lot of like comments and stuff. Though. He I said agree. three or four things that were like, and I'm, you know, not as plugged in as you, but pretty plugged in. We're like, I did not know that. I wasn't that plugged in last year. <laughs> Man. But like the, he literally confirmed right in the middle of the podcast, kind of went under the radar, but he confirmed the whole. Yeah, we had what thirty to forty guys out. Yeah, he in practice to paraphrase Louisiana. He said, "Like, we're, I don't want to take anything away from in Louisiana. They're a really good team." But and then he went into it. 
that about has, how that, that was their first week of practice. That was not public. I mean, we had kind of hinted around at it in this podcast, but I didn't realize it was to that extent. I thought it was like a handful of guys here and there. I think it was 30 or 40. I, I was told at the time 36. Well, that would be 30 to 40. Was the number. I also had a, a huge chuckle when he when because we've referenced this before. We said there's some there's some things I tell the media where I don't, you know, I tell the truth every once in a while. And you, and that was in reference to the depth on the offensive line. Yeah, which is true. Like if you if you can weed through the Campbellisms, there's always something there. It's he actually but gives he was, you, but you to pull a fan, Fran McCaffrey. If you don't ask him ridiculous questions, he generally. <laughs> Gives you pretty good answers. We got to get to that too before oh. before we end this. But no, I that was my I, highlight. You know today. what, Bloom? He was you, awesome. You, you kind of said this. It. You kind of said that to me on Friday night. Yeah. I was surprised the lack of like conversation that that thing started I mean, on the forums. I'm I'm hopefully everyone's listened to that already. But it's like the to get him in that setting is so unique, and he he revealed a bunch that you don't get anywhere else. And it was really fascinating stuff. I mean, I thought his 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 points on leadership were great, but even some insights on the season of basically he told Brock at halftime, like, <laughs> man, just let it rip. Like, who yeah. cares anymore? Yeah, of the Baylor game. Stuff like, yeah, of the Baylor game. He I goes, think. I think he said, like, well, percentage-wise, you can't throw <laughs> another one. But that's, like, that's Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Like Always he comes across the, as this robot. But always about the numbers. But he's also very, like, <laughs> yeah. humorous on the sideline. Like, I bet you can't throw another interception. It's basically what he told Brock. <laughs> and that got him, got Brock to loosen up, and the rest is history. Like, there were, a, again, like I said, four or five things in that in that podcast I thought were outstanding inside, and, and kudos to you for leading him in that conversation. But I thought it was it was awesome. No, I'm, I'm lucky that he he'll sit down and do that. I mean, he's not doing that for many outlets, and no, we're just we're lucky. I, can, I, I really appreciate. Can I say something? It goes back candor. to our previous conversation: is you have a reputation where you are fair, like you have. I try. You. I'm not perfect, but I oh, I try really hard. I think that's I mean, why this last week bothered me so I, badly. And I, I understand. I mean, after that first week against Louisiana, there was some criticism. Yeah. leveled after that game and there should be um but again i just think i just want to make that point of you know relationships are can be a tough thing but i also think credibility and establishment over time of of who you are um speaks for itself as well oh uh, i i appreciate that and you know and some people you just get along with better than others too and matt and i have had a really good rapport over the last five years or so or god how long is it has it been five years? It was uh, November of 15 when he was hired. Oh, man. That, I mean, we're getting old. <laughs> yeah. Too. I mean, like, he and I just, we have a lot in common. Like, with the WWE stuff, we, we don't go pod without talking about that or one of the books. We're bouncing off of each other. And you, you, my favorite part about these deals with Matt, there's one, there's one regret I have of having a season. This is the only one. I'm really glad that we had it, obviously. Yes. But he and I were going to do an NFL pod every Sunday night. We were going to do this basically, but recapping, or it was Monday morning or whatever. whatever we were yeah. going to like break down like that week in the NFL. I thought, and you- I I think that he would have really been good in that setting because at the end, that when I asked him about the Super Bowl, could you tell how his eyes just kind of lit up? Like yeah. he loves. 
He loves talking about football that's not his team. Not, right. Because it doesn't affect him. Yeah. He's the, really good at it, too. He could be an analyst. I think so. the The point he said, which was interesting, is he said, when we told our guys that we didn't think there'd be a season, which speaks to, you know, what we were saying in August, um, where everyone thought it was over. And he said, at that point, that's when our guys got a little lax um, in regards to the COVID thing. It makes sense. Yep. So, I mean, at the timeline kind of fits there of, of why some people said, you know, actually I think a season would help the Great COVID point. situation rather than not, because if you say the, if you tell these guys they're, they're, there's nothing to play for, then they'll, they're going to, you know, be a little more lax in their, their daily lives as well. So I, again, four or five things that really uh, just tipped, tipped me off of, man, this stuff you, you haven't heard anywhere else. Really good. Uh, if you haven't, Please go back and listen to it. I think you guys will really enjoy it. I, I do have an interview book for this week. Here's a little tease. Uh, Dylan Saner. Oh, awesome. The wild man. He is a character. I was going to ask, and I'll let you know like details. If if you want, you're welcome to come and join me yeah, on that I think, one. But he's, I think he's going to be a really fun one. I think you and he will get along great from uh, what I understand about Dylan. <laughs> well, he's excited about it, and I'm I'm really excited to he's, have him. He's going to have a future in the NFL. I completely I don't think, agree. With I don't you. think we appreciated just generally enough of what that guy did for Iowa State. There's a reason he's going out now too, because he's going to get he'll get picked, and, it, and probably earlier than you would anticipate. I mean, he didn't okay. he didn't have a huge numbers, but you don't find men that large with his speed, and the tight end is becoming very valuable in the NFL. Looking forward to that. That's uh, be that, great. That'll be on the pod feed this week. Are you going to? Um, we're a ways out from this. Are you going to be uh, buying the new NCAA football game in like a year I, and a half? I haven't. I don't have a. I don't have a. Uh, you have a PS Five by then, won't you? I got nothing. I, I, I haven't played. I have not played my own. Like my, I've, I think I've tooled around on like my nephews or something. I don't. Haven't had my own uh, PlayStation or Xbox or anything since. Probably 2011. So prior to Cameron's birth, I owned a PS3. Okay, now we're at five. Yeah, I owned a PS3, and I remember it was like for for my birthday one year, Ashley bought me a steering wheel and like the pet foot pedals for, out of her. for racing games. Because that's really the only games I play anymore are, are racing games. And... Then my PS3 crapped out on me, and I barely even got to use this this setup, right? Well, it was during the pandemic, so I just never... Cameron was born, and it was like, I don't have time for this anymore. I started doing radio. I, You know, I have picked up a g- golf club like three times since Cameron's <laughs> not, been born. Yeah, I said, not. I have to cut something out of my life. It's been golf. And golf was it for me. Um, but I bought a PS4 during the pandemic, and I... St- I Literally, the only reason I bought it was because Tony Stewart came out with a sprint car game, and I loved it. I was playing the hell out of that thing. And then I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to buy the NASCAR game and the Formula One game, and I bought them both. I think I've played the Formula One game one time and the NASCAR game like three times, and I haven't played the Tony Stewart game for six, seven months, basically since football season started. So it's like, I just don't know. Are you going to, are you, so would you get, no, I I like the PS4 for streaming. Like that's what we use as a family now for all that stuff. So it, it hasn't been a waste of money, but 
No, it just. So I mean, I'm, I was just curious, like guys our age, like, will we be back? I I think I will be. Like, I'm hopefully at the point at that point where my kids are old enough, where it's not going to be like it is right now, where I could sit down and be like, "Hey, Bloom, let's let's meet on the gridiron." Man, I, it's like bringing back bad memories of jeez <laughs> oh, our time in Shenandoah in a apartment of a bread o pizza. <laughs> Uh, no, so I would love, I mean, if I had more time, like I would be all over NBA 2K. So there, we have a, a Williams and Bloom podcast listener that is one of the producers of the we NBA 2K. We should have 2K. him on as a guest Z- sometime. Zach Timmerman. Awesome That'd be guy. great. That'd I think be, be fast, a fast. He's been there. He's been with 2K for at least like seven or eight years. Didn't Hines do that story? He did, yeah. I think so. Yes, yep. Zach's an Iowa Stater and a, and a really good dude. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy, and um, he told me he watched um, he watched one of the games I was doing on TV. He's like, "Hey man, if we ever need like a fourth guy to be on uh, oh. 2K, he's like, I've got you in mind." I was like, "Don't you, don't tease me, Zach." Yeah, like a background <laughs> yeah. voice. Yeah, do something. That's fantastic. All right, well, hey, it's been a fun pod. Uh, appreciate you guys kind of sticking with us there during that. I. I, I don't like making this crap about us, but, like, it just bothered me. And, again, I'm just the type of human being where I need to get things off my chest. No, I think I think people realize your heart's in a good place. And we, you know, I hope we're fair. I hope, I hope it's all we want to be. That's not, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's kind of tacky and cliche, but if we're, we're not fair, then uh, we're nothing. We're not above criticism Absolutely. either. So if you have a problem with it, please... Uh, Chris M. Williams at CycloneFanatic.com. It's open at any time at Chris M. Williams on Twitter. The band English taking us out. Oh, we didn't even get to Fran McCaffrey in his meltdown. Which one? The fade will continue. <laughs> we'll be able to do it next week. English taking you out on the Franuary fade. <laughs> Here on your uh, Williams and Bloom podcast. A ridiculous question. <laughs> From the lips to the hips, we're complicit in meeting the tail each time.